Now you truly can rewrite your future with these powerful prevention techniques. Going from feeling hopeless in your health to feeling confident. To bring information and unleash the potential of our listeners to ask the right questions. It's my responsibility to take control of my own health. Welcome to the Ask Why Medicine podcast. Welcome to the Ask Why Medicine podcast. I'm Patty DeMattis, and today I'm here with my team, Dr. Whit Wilkerson, Dr. Gina Pritchard, Laura Hooper, and myself. And we're so excited to talk to you about one of the most um, exciting things that's happened in dentistry for many years. Um, we're actually able to diagnose periodontal disease objectively with a, a saliva test, which tells us what's causing the disease and how to treat it better. So I start with a little story. Um, as a hygienist for 40 years, I started talking about periodontal disease as if it were an infection. And um, when I started telling the patient that it was an infection in their mouth and their teeth, their gums, their, the bone around their gums, then the first question patients would ask a lot of times, well, if I have an infection, shouldn't I take an antibiotic? And unfortunately, for so many years, I just had to say, well, you know what? The infections caused by so many different kinds of bacteria, we're not sure what causes it. So we don't want to overuse antibiotics. So we, so since we don't know which one to use, we'll just treat it the best we can with our instrumentation and our therapy, and then we'll see how you respond, and um, then we'll go from there. So, you know, we didn't know how to use antibiotics to fight the infection, which it certainly needed to do in a lot of cases. So now the wonderful news is that we know that you have an infection if you have periodontal disease, bleeding, pockets, and it is caused by bacteria and certain bacteria um, make it much worse. And we can actually test for that now with just a simple saliva test. So it's really easy to do. And then what we've also learned is that it's so important because those bacterias are actually uh, a players in a lot of the inflammatory diseases that we're fighting every day, um, cancer, heart disease, stroke, those kinds of things. So your oral health has everything to do with your systemic health, which we know. And um, so we want to talk about some of the questions that you as patients um, and listeners today can go into your dentist and ask about if you have periodontal disease, then, you know, what are the best questions to ask? Patty, one question that comes up I think that's very interesting is, um, do I need to pre-medicate, meaning do I need to take an antibiotic before I have my teeth cleaned by my hygienist? And um, it's a very interesting subject as a whole because the idea is, is that we know there are certain bacteria, which you have uh, alluded to, that can be dangerous if they get into our bloodstream. And if someone's had a heart procedure or heart condition or even had a uh, artificial hip or knee, that sort of thing, then physicians, surgeons are concerned about infections being started uh, at the time when teeth are cleaned by bacteria getting into the bloodstream and going to those sites. Um, one of the things I think is kind of fascinating about that as a whole, it's a real ask why question, is um, if it's true that when we disrupt in the mouth uh, the gum tissue in such a way that we open access to the bloodstream and bacteria that are harmful can get in there and go throughout the body, then if that's true when you're getting your teeth clean, what about people whose uh, gums bleed all the time? So if someone brushes their teeth and 
they spit into the sink and there's blood or they floss their teeth and there's blood on their floss. Aren't they at risk every day? And um, so what do you all think about that? Certainly, we know that uh, for so many years, we would pre-medicate those patients. And uh, what we know is absolutely, you're right, with every day when they're brushing or even eating, um, when we, you know, chew our food, sometimes we can um, cause our gums to bleed. Now, some of a really, really healthy tissue probably wouldn't bleed under those circumstances, which we want our patients to know and our listeners to know that you really shouldn't have bleeding. If you see pink in the sink, then you're not healthy and you are absolutely um, opening up a direct link from your mouth uh, to the rest of your body, which we talked about the bacteria can cause a problem there. Um, a lot of times when patients are having that surgery done, we now know that we can't just sign off and say that that patient is clear for surgery and they don't have those bad bacterias running around in their uh, bloodstream to cause a secondary problem after the surgery, which is what the surgeons are concerned about, unless we have a saliva test. I was going to ask, Laura, are most dentists, do you think, testing patients? Because I know more and more as a dentist today, there are uh, patients coming in saying my surgeon or even my hospital where the surgery is going to be done have asked that you check me out and make sure that I'm cleared for surgery as far as being dentally healthy. Um, as an educator and as a clinician, what do you see going on? I see the trend. I definitely think we see the trend shifting that more people are starting to talk about it. Um, but I think it's still not standard of care. You know, it's still not, yes, that's what you need to do. And I think that has to be driven a little bit by patients coming in and asking, hey, I'd like to have an oral pathogens test on, a saliva test on, um, because I want to know. I want to know not like what Patty said subjectively. So just somebody saying, hey, everything looks fine. It's actually knowing if I have those bacteria present or not. And I think that's important you know, I just want to touch on the antibiotics here too, is just to share with our community listening in today is that most people are premedicated with amoxicillin. And, you know, that can be, that's going to be a whole nother podcast on antibiotics and things like that. But I think what it's interesting to know in dentistry, amoxicillin, when we do these saliva tests, really only treats what we call low levels or facultative bacteria. Like when we look at our top bacteria, they're not really touching some of these aggressive pathogens that we worry about that can get into the bloodstream and then go to what we talk other you know places in the body. So I find that interesting and I like to share that with patients because they're like, oh, well, I was just on an antibiotic and typically that is amoxicillin. And so that's why we're not seeing, you know, that their mouth then is in better shape than it is or that they still have these oral pathogens. So yes, I would love it to become standard of care for everyone to test before they, you know, have a knee replacement, have a hip replacement, going in, you know, for any type of cardiac surgery, whether they're having a stint place or they're having major open heart surgery. Um, and I think that's important to be asking, you know, do I need that test? And if I do need that test, what is that test saying? that which antibiotic do I need, not just a general low-level antibiotic. I know, Gina, you have been surprised at how much of the time your patients that you're uh, helping them with preventing heart attack and stroke um, are not really aware of what 
whether they have those oral bacterias or not. You're exactly right, Patty. I have been surprised. All of you know that have been listening to this podcast very long or that have heard me speak talk about the fact that uh, with my history, I was discharging people from the hospital every day after heart attack, after bypass surgery, after stent, after stroke, and was not even asking, not looking in their mouth, not asking them if they had been to the dentist or dental hygiene lately. Uh, And when I was educated on the fact that this oral systemic health, if you will, the relationship between what is happening in your mouth and what is happening in in your body at the time could contribute to heart attack. Now we know it does, no doubt about it, contributes to heart attack, stroke, diabetes, dementia, um, stroke, cancer, many of these things that y'all have already mentioned. We know there is a relationship. And so I started um, first collaborating with my dental colleagues to say, this appears, I'm learning that this is a root cause for the things that I'm trying to prevent in my patients bacterial pathogens in the mouth. So do you do saliva testing for this? Would you do saliva testing for this? And I quickly learned, as you said, Patty, that not only is it a root cause, uh, beyond a risk factor, it's a direct contributor, especially to vascular disease and these other diseases. Um, But uh, it's present even if the mouth clinically shows no sign of it these bacteria can still be present. So I have been surprised to see how many of my patients have these high-risk bacterial pathogens and um, can't believe that I wasn't testing for it before. So now it's in my top 10, the prevent list, top 10 contributors to heart attack, stroke, and dementia. And um, so I test for it. Uh, At first, as I said, I was having the dentist test for it or calling around and asking their dentists and seemed like that took a lot of time and was unfulfilling sometimes. Uh, So I started testing for it. And I would tell the patient from the beginning, which I still do, I cannot completely treat you for this. Yes, I could give you an antibiotic, probably will give you an antibiotic if it's indicated, but I have to collaborate with dental experts who will treat you from an oral medicine standpoint. This is how um, we came to do this podcast, right? Once we came to understand that um, we've got to bring dental and systemic health closer and closer and closer together with this one collaboration plan for the uh, care of the patient. Right. So that's a good question for um, our listeners to learn to ask their dentist is, you know, if my gums are bleeding, could this cause a heart attack? Could this cause me uh, problems that my medical doctor needs to know about? Absolutely. And when we see inflammation in the mouth and, you know, any one of us that's listening in can look in their mouth and see if their gums look unhealthy or you've heard that they might be, Um, then there are a number of steps that we take in order to treat this, to get it under control in such a way that it's stable and healthy and not a risk for whole body um, disease. So we'll not only do what has traditionally been done, which is a really good cleaning of the teeth, sometimes working under the gum line to remove buildup and deposits, calculus that may harbor there and create even more infection and inflammation. But also we'll use a variety of things from antibiotics at times, as we've mentioned, that are prescribed through the research that's been done ahead of us that we follow that research, Um, as well as using probiotics, which is a way to populate the mouth with healthy bacteria that can compete with the unhealthy bacteria, hopefully crowding them out 
in such a way that they aren't able to cause a problem. And then um, we'll, we'll use things like a water pick or water flosser um, that can be very effective in, in cleaning the teeth just like flossing does. And we'll even put medicaments in it, such as hydrogen peroxide and things like that with the water um, that's spraying over the teeth and in between the teeth on a daily basis. That's very, very healthy and helpful. Um, what are other things that you all use in your practices? Yeah, I think there's a lot of great, you know, we can go into treatments, love the whole philosophy that Dr. Whit Wilkerson just kind of introduced everybody to about your microbiome. I think that that word kind of understanding what that means um, in oral medicine, that it's not just our mouth, but our gut. A lot of people understand that gut health. And so now we're talking about oral health, how that relates. And so some of those treatments are revolving around that. But first we talk about eradicating that biofilm. That's what we're doing in the office, right? We're trying to lower those oral pathogen levels from airflow to what we call a cavitronic piezo. Those, you know, our patients out there, those ultrasonics, all that water spray that you may feel or understand, right? That is our job to reduce that or you'll hear um, scaling and root planing or deep cleaning. And that's what Dr. Wilkerson was talking about going underneath there. There's laser therapy, there's ozone therapy. I think there's so many great therapies out there. And that's the thing is just understanding and really communicating with your um, oral care provider, what is the best strategy. And to me, that's where testing comes in, because we know from that saliva test, there are certain species of bacteria that are resistant to certain treatments and vice versa that actually respond well or better to other treatments. And again, that's the power of testing, of just not saying, hey, I do lasers, let's go ahead and laser, um, is actually looking at my saliva test and then knowing great, this laser is going to work because I have those red zones or very highly pigmented bacteria. That's a great thing for me to do in my mouth or your provider to tell you that. So I definitely think, right, understanding why the testing is important before you jump into treatment or knowing how successful certain treatment is, is very beneficial. I think one of the things that we're really looking into right now is looking at salivary testing as a preventative measure to consider with everybody uh, before we have problems. So we know certain tests that if you went to your physician and were to have a physical that would be done, they'd be looking at your cholesterol, they would be looking at blood sugar levels and things like that, not because they necessarily expect to find those are elevated, but just to research whether that could be a concern. Oral pathogens in the mouth is really a huge deal for overall health. I I think of one specific bacteria, it's called Fusobacterium nucleatum FN, and that's a gram-negative bacteria that exists in the mouth in all of us. Uh, there's a researcher at Columbia University in New York City named Yipping Han. Dr. Han is a PhD who has spent her whole career studying one bacteria, this FN bacteria that, that resides in the mouth, what she's found is that the effects of this bacteria, when it gets out of control, when the population gets too big, when it gets into the bloodstream, it actually can affect pregnancy and disrupt pregnancies and cause um, preterm 
uh, pregnancy deliveries and, and complications during pregnancy. Um, I know of at least one uh, example where a child was stillborn and in researching what had happened, they did a blood draw on the baby and found that the baby had died from sepsis due to Fusobacterium nucleatum that had gotten through the placenta into the baby's bloodstream, starting out in the mom's mouth. Um, FN has also been found to be associated with um, with colorectal cancer and tumors of the uh, the colon of the large intestines. And so, not only are we talking about bloodborne problems of these specific bacteria, but also in our GI system um, and uh, how overpopulation can cause huge problems even down in those areas as well. Well, I think that's what's so important is understanding is, you know, what are our risk levels with this? And I think just, you know, really today that we can understand that bacteria in our mouth can actually get into the bloodstream and what I call wreak havoc other places. Most people, I'll say even providers don't know this, even cardiologists may not know this, but especially patients don't know this. And one of the things that, you know, we try to get our patients to understand, and I try to use really layman's term is plaque, plaque on your teeth is a biofilm that gets into the bloodstream and can go to the heart. That's plaque in your arteries. And that same plaque then can go to the brain. And we talk about plaque on the brain, which is contributes to dementia and Alzheimer's. And we can also talk about plaque around the joints that right when somebody has a knee replacement or hip replacement. And so I want you to understand that what they're talking about, these plaques, right? That's that growth of those biofilms and how that that works that when we're talking in these terms to understand that. The other thing is that we have five high-risk bacteria really related to what a lot of our specialists are looking at. And we can get name those bacteria for you, give you their, what I say, not necessarily their full technical name, like Porphomorphus gingivalis, we call PG. And that is such an important one, I know, for me specifically as a hygienist and also working at the Prevent Clinic with Dr. Gina Pritchard. We look for these top five, one that Dr. Wilkerson named the FN. Then we look at TF. We look at TD. We look at that with that PI, that PM. These are not only resistant in my treatment as a hygienist in many cases, but they're also named in our high-risk patients with heart attacks, strokes, and dementia or Alzheimer's. And so we know that 50% of heart attacks, they've named that in that study. We can publish that and you can look at that study on our Facebook page and down below that half of all heart attacks can be actually triggered by these oral pathogens. And so to me, that's such a silent silent like killer going on that we're not aware of that this simple test can let you know if you have those present. It's a simple and many of these tests and we'll list all the tests. We have at least five companies out there. There's more coming. You know, they're always new technology, but a lot of them are just a simple saline swish and spit in a tube and send in. And that's what I want our community to know. This isn't an invasive or hard thing to do. And so a lot of companies do provide those. And so if you're asking you know, why would I need this test? I think if you do have any risk factors, that's important. 
Um, Dr. Gina, I know that we're testing, like she said, she's testing her patients, understanding that huge risk um, and looking for those. So just knowing that the impact, you know, the conversations that you're having with your patients, Dr. Gina and them trying to understand, because many of them will come and say, well, my dentist said, I'm fine. I look okay, because you can have no bleeding, no signs or symptoms, no inflammation in the mouth, because you can be doing a great job. And maybe they just tell you, oh, you just have a little gingivitis or, oh, you just need to brush better. Um, and yet they can be harboring or growing, I say, these very aggressive pathogens or bacteria in their mouth. Yeah, and one thing I would add to that, Laura, is that um, when someone, be it a cardiology practice, internal medicine practice, prevention-focused practice, your primary care provider, whomever is checking your cholesterol levels, we now know it's in totally incomplete. It's an incomplete picture to simply look at the lipid panel without also looking at these bacteria that can be residing in the mouth. Because if you aren't looking at both together, it's only part of the picture. In other words, we have patients who their cholesterol is difficult to control or we're not able to get their arterial health, their vascular disease under control. And so we keep trying to drive the cholesterol number down. But if, if they have some of these bacterial pathogens, it's it's like trudging through mud trying to get to your next location. You're never going to get there. It's going to be so much harder if you can't ever get there because another article we can post down below for our listeners is the article explaining how these bacteria can specifically cause your cholesterol to collect in the wall of the artery in a more dangerous fashion at a higher concentration. And really, uh, I believe you said earlier, Laura, wreck, wreck havoc, wreak havoc in the system, but absolutely directly tied to your cholesterol getting stuck in the wall of the artery and developing into dangerous plaque. So it's, it's like a incomplete picture now. Just I can't look at someone's blood work that has cholesterol panel on it and really know how best to protect them without having the salivary diagnostics as well. Well, and I think that's important. You're talking about like a blood panel and really that's what that salivary diagnostics, having that test, it's a panel and understanding that we're just not looking at one specific bacteria, even though we've named a few, it's really how they work together. Um, and I will keep bringing up PG is one of those drivers because it will make some of these high risks that we call high risk and, you know, their pigmented bacteria are not only resistant, but PG will change the white blood cell from a destroyer to a carrier. And that is why a lot of these oral pathogens are named in so many inflammatory diseases. I think I have a lot of patients ask, well, gosh, I see it's linked to diabetes. I see it's linked to cancer. I see it's linked to heart disease. And so, you know, right, what does that mean for me? And so, right, I always say it's, well, you know, let's then talk about your medical history. Let's look at your family history. Let's talk about your genetics. Because even though it's linked to those, I say it's going to go where the body's weakest. But understanding how they work together is important. I have a little story about that because I say it's like my 10-year-old. He is a boy here and we were visiting with family and all the little girls are, you know, either on their iPads playing quietly, one's playing with their little toys, you know, these little figures in the corner. The other one is just looking at a book and then Jack the boy comes along and 
he's looking around. He decides to jump up on grandma's, you know, middle of her foot table there and is like, hey, everybody. And all of a sudden, all the kids get up and everybody now is loud and screaming. Books are thrown. iPads are loud. And it's like that one person comes in the room. And as an adult, you've been at that party where you're like, hey, do I want to stick around? And then the one person shows up, right? And it's like the party comes alive. That's how I see some of these oral pathogens is even our low level, maybe not as destructive bacteria that are present when these more aggressive pathogens show up or get to levels, they're making some of those less aggressive now act very aggressive. And so really having these saliva test panels done and understanding what's there becomes really important when we're looking together. So I guess, Dr. Whit Wilkerson, I'd like you to maybe touch on, you know, one of the things we're talking about periodontal disease. I do want um, our community to understand that it's just not periodontal disease. It can be endodontic diseases. We have airway, breathing disorders that all contribute to the growth of these bacteria. I say cavities. You know, people are letting cavities grow. Cavities turn into root canals. Root canals are direct. You know, I say drop into that bloodstream. Um, a lot of people don't understand that. And those are all bacteria driven. So I'd love for you to just discuss that. I think one of the things that we definitely want to take away from our discussion today is to understand that our body is a uh, big um, laboratory, if you will, of bacteria and that we are one big culture from head to toe. And so we're talking about that culture that originates in our mouth and goes through our whole GI tract as potentially invading into the sterile bloodstream and causing problems throughout wherever the bloodstream leads it. And so that's one aspect, but understanding that our bodies have as many bacteria in them and on them as we do cells in and on our bodies is an important part of understanding whole health, that we have to maintain a healthy culture and that culture that we're discussing today, you know, originating from inside the mouth is, is critical to the whole body health. And that's why dentistry and, and medicine are really the same. And we're working together and we're collaborating to look at the whole picture as we're better understanding disease and chronic illness and breakdown in a well-designed system. Um, for example, when your GI tract is not healthy in that the the culture of bacteria and other organisms in your gut are not healthy, then you can develop an inflammation in the wall of your, uh, of your gut that can create what we've all heard of as described as leaky gut or leaky gut syndrome. And basically, I think of leaky gut as like having periodontal disease in your GI system. The same idea of you're invading the sterile part of the body with the not sterile part through these breakdowns in the walls between. And so I, I hope that from our discussion today, all of us will walk away saying, wow, it's really important to pay attention to what's going on in the mouth and how that connects with the rest of the body, both through the bloodstream and through the GI system, and that we are one big, huge culture um, that must be maintained in health. So whether that's eating a healthy diet that will feed that gut system and 
And we know that about 70% of our immune system is developed right within our GI system. And so when we eat poorly, when we bring in toxins into our body, whether it's smoking or excessive alcohol, things like that, then we're insulting the, the balance and we're in, insulting the health of the whole system. And so um, this is such a important topic and it's such a vital thing for all of us to understand and learn more about uh, throughout the medical field. And so I just want to give kudos. You're talking about um, our community, our, you know, I say brain, gut, and now oral health, the entire microbiome. And we're going to be doing, talking about more of that um, as we go on and the connection. But if you, hopefully you can answer that question. If you asked, you know, why is oral systemic? I hope after listening today, you'll be able to answer that as well as do I need an antibiotic? How we started, you could be answering that question. If you're looking to find, you know, more resources, we're going to list those below from AOSH, the American Academy for Oral Systemic Health, to links such as Oral Systemic Link, um, to OSH News Network. You can just get online. These resources are out there, you know, to be able to give you more information, as well as these salivary diagnostic companies from Oral DNA to Oral Vital to Fida Labs, to Microblinks DX and Microgen DX, that they have information on their sites as well, educating, helping the population understand these systemic connections and what their tests can bring to help you make those correlations and understand really your personal risk level. I think that's what we're talking about here, is that it's very individualized on what's going on with you in your body. And that's really what salivary diagnostics will bring to the table for you. So we appreciate all of our listeners um, being with us today. Hope that you've learned from all of this information, some great questions to ask your healthcare providers uh, and be an advocate for your own health. And so please subscribe to us. You can subscribe on Apple podcast or your favorite podcasting app and don't miss an episode. Next time we're going to talk about diabetes and what an epidemic that is in our country. So follow us on social media. You can find us at Ask Why Medicine on Facebook and Instagram. So until next time, ask why. 